My good friend Ben Shapiro said last week, Israel cannot be an apartheid state. Just look at the numbers. Number of Jews in Egypt, 10. The total population of Egypt is 100 million, 100 million and only 10 Jews live there. In Jordan, a population of 10 million, zero Jews. Saudi Arabia, 34 million, zero Jews. Lebanon, 7 million, 100 Jews. Syria, 17 million population. How many Jews? Zero. Iraq, 39 million people. How many Jews? Four. Iran, 83 million. Well, Iran has 8,300 Jews. The number of Arabs in Israel, 1.9 million, with a population of 9 million. Okay, so what's really going on? That was his question. My question is, how did Jordan get to zero? Saudi Arabia get to zero? How did, how did Syria get to zero? How come there were only 10 Jews in Egypt? What's really going on here? Well, I have, I think, the greatest historian uh, of our lifetime joining us in a minute, and he is going to teach you something you most likely have never heard. Edwin Black in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. I'm about to go on to a long car trip with kids. I mean, a very long, 26 hours in the car straight. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Dad, 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 dad. Can we stop? Dad, dad, dad. When we do stop, can I get this? Can I get this? Can I get this? Oh my gosh, I love it. I love long car rides with the chitlins. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to enjoy it so much more with my wireless earbuds from Raycon. May I suggest you get a pair too? Because it's, it's really, uh, it's a noise isolating fit. And if you turn it up just right, you don't hear dad, 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 dad. It's great. It's great. Try Raycons out for the summer. You're going to love them. Uh, you know what? And if you don't want to isolate yourself from the sound, well, then maybe you can give the Raycons to them because then they'll be listening to something else. And all you'll hear is just really awkward, bound, uh, awkward 14 year old boy singing. Uh, but that's kind of worth it because then you can record that. And use it against them later. Anyway, buy Raycon. You'll get 15% off all of their products right now. All you have to do is go to buyraycon.com slash Beck. That's buyraycon.com slash Beck. Do it now. One of my favorite people because uh, he has fought some of the biggest corporations in America. He has fought for the truth his whole life. And he's got the evidence always to back it up. Edwin Black, the author of IBM and the Holocaust and the Farhood, which we're going to talk about today. Hello, Edwin. How are you, sir? Thank you very much for having me. I'm fine, Glenn. How are you? I'm good, my friend. Um, I want to, first of all, how are you doing? How is your uh, stress level with everything that is going on right now? So many Jewish people are feeling uh, things they hope they would never feel again. 
I've been monitoring it almost uh, every 30 seconds uh, mm. throughout the entire month. And uh, I can tell you that uh, I've never been more alarmed for the Jewish community in the United States and overseas as I have been in the last few weeks. And I can say that most of the knowing people that I communicate with who are concerned about this topic share that same view with me. There has been an absolute explosion of Nazi-style Palestinian violence against Jews from coast to coast and from continent to continent. And I guess that's what we're going to discuss today. Yes, it is. Edwin, first of all, uh, I want you to know and all of your Jewish friends and my Jewish friends, my family and I have already made our choice long ago, and uh, we will stand with you. People want to know who the Jew is. We will raise our hand as well. Um, there are millions of Christians now who are not the Christians of the 1930s. Uh, at least I hope. Um, but uh, I, I think we're in a different time. Um, all right, let's let's talk about you just said something really interesting. You just said this Palestinian Nazi style attacks. How dare you compare the Palestinians to the Nazis? What evidence do you have? I think that most uh, historians and uh, you, you and I both know that the Palestinian Arabs and the Arab and Muslim world, generally speaking, was profoundly and almost uniformly in league with the Nazis as full partners during World War II uh, and the run-up to World War II and the Holocaust itself. Uh, there were, um, uh, through the Mufti of Jerusalem, who was the main ally of Adolf Hitler, the Mufti of Jerusalem, who actually was made a Mufti by the British, and actually to make him even Muftier, the British invented a title called Grand Mufti. Uh, the, the Mufti of Jerusalem led the Muslim, Arab, and Palestinian world in a complete alliance with the Nazis. Uh, this means that they went on a recruitment binge that made three Waffen-SS divisions in Europe, tens of thousands of recruits working everywhere from Paris to Poland. This means that in, uh, throughout the um, marketplaces in Syria and uh, Jewish Palestine, the posters were uh, in heaven, Allah is your master, on earth it is Adolf Hitler. They actually um, lionized Hitler as some sort of a mythic Arab boy called uh, Hadar, who they said was actually born in Egypt and uh, visited Jeez. all the mosques. Um, they uh, actually, the word hit, the name Hitler became the second most popular name after Muhammad for, new, for newborns. And people will even remember that Field Marshal Tantawi, who uh, uh, was in before Morsi in Egypt, uh, Tantawi's brother was known as Hitler Tantawi. So there are lots of people running around Jeez. the Middle East with the, first, with the first name of Hitler. And in my book, The Far Hood, 
we quote a letter, a love letter to Adolf Hitler uh, in uh, a post-war Cairo newspaper. And this love letter to Hitler was written by none other, uh, other than Anwar Sadat. So it's a long. What did it? Wait, 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 wait. What? What did it? What did it say? What did Andrew, Andrew, uh, Anwar Sadat say in that letter? Paraphrasing. Well, and it, it, paraphrasing, he said, uh, uh, "I know you are gone, but we wish you would come back. You were one of the greatest." And it was actually a love light, a love letter contest uh, held annually. By this news, by this newspaper in Cairo, in Cairo, and uh, the one in question was written by Anwar Sadat. It's quoted completely in my book, and uh, this is just very, very common. Rem- uh, remember, Mein Kampf uh, and the Protocols of the Elders of Zion is in Arabic and is continuously. Uh, in the um, top 10 and often the number one spot of best-selling books throughout the Middle East. So, okay, so I just... I, okay, hang on just a second. I just So let me just sweep up here uh, on a few things. Uh, I have, I just showed them just this last weekend in a history conference that we did. We have the badges of the SS uh, that was the Arabic SS, um, that they were in love with the idea of killing all of the Jews. Um, they were um, deeply behind this. The Grand Mufti uh, um, was also looking into starting uh, concentration camps in the Middle East. Can you can you tell me um, uh, when when did? When did Iran change from Persia to Iran, and how was the Grand Mufti involved in that? All right. Iran's name for many centuries was Persia. But the alliance between Iran and the Nazis was so profound that uh, Persia changed its name to Iran, which means in Persian, Aryan. And, of course, the Iranians have an authentic link with the concept of Aryan lineage, but the Germans had this mythic uh, and fabricated link with with Aryan. So in 1935, in a special ceremony with with Arab finance ministers uh, and German finance ministers, uh, the, the Persians changed the name. Uh, to show their solidarity with with Germany. On top of that, Persia was actually so infested with um, uh, 2,000 leading members of the Nazi party and uh, so committed to a narrow-gauge rail, rail, railway that only uh, Germany could use. The Allies invaded Persia, which changed its name to Ir- Ir- Iran, uh, to kick the Nazis out and to stop that rail railway from being produced. So um, Iran means Aryan, and I don't I don't understand the connection to Aryans because the Aryan race I thought was blonde hair, blue eyed. How did they connect themselves to Aryans? 
there was a completely fabricated, invented, upside down, inside out Nazi legend that (laughs) the Germans were connected to the Indo-European and um, uh, subcontinental idea of the uh, Aryan race. And the Aryan race, of course, has nothing to do with the Germans. Even the swastika is... um, is from that col- that culture, but it was capitalized on by uh, the leaders of Persia in uh, the in the 1930s, and okay. of it, it, and that's how they continued. Of course, you know that the uh, Nazis sent many um, archaeologists and anthropologists all over the world trying yes. to prove these links. There was even a uh, movie with Brad Pitt. Uh, I believe it was called uh, two, uh, two Years to Tibet, where they were looking with this. And, 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 and that should interest you because their prime motivation was eugenics and to prove that they were part of this superior eugenic Correct. race which was Aryan. The whole thing was a complete fabrication. Okay, so um, Edwin, I'm going to take a quick break, and then I want you to share with the audience what uh, the the word uh, "farhood" means and what it what it is, what what happened, what is Farhood Day. Uh, we'll go to that with Edwin Black here in just a second. Stand by. You're going to understand uh, everything that's going on in the Middle East a lot more in the next uh, few minutes. Uh, Sarah, I cannot, uh, read any of my copy points. Um, but, uh, is it, it's AMAC. Okay. Um, AMAC, uh, let me just tell you, uh, about AMAC in the way that, uh, it is a, a great, great benefit in three separate ways. AMAC is, uh, a, I think for mature Americans, I'm a mature American. If you're over 50, they want you to come in and be able to get great discounts and, you know, get your insurance and travel discounts, et cetera, et cetera, that anybody can do. Here's what really makes AMAC different. AMAC is different because they give you a voice in Washington. They are already over 2 million strong. They're almost halfway to where the NRA uh, was at one point, And when the NRA had real juice, we need strength in numbers. And AMAC is the group to join. If you believe in the founding fathers, you believe in common sense, you believe in America, capitalism, all of the things that we thought everybody here in America believed. AMAC, join them today. You can join them for the discounts. You can join them even for the news. They've got a great newsletter that comes out that shoots straight with you. Uh, But you can join AMAC, I think, primarily for the team that you're on. Team America. Uh, AMAC. AMAC dot US slash Beck. AMAC dot US slash Beck. 10 seconds. Station ID. The left has declared war. 
This isn't a war against a nation state or a terror group. It's a war on any person or idea that stands in the way of their radicalism. And they're weaponizing every government institution to come after people like you and me that believe in the Western way of life, that believe in the Constitution and rule of law. And we don't believe in this bullcrap upside down world of critical race theory, etc., etc. It's the intelligence community, the Department of Homeland Security, and private corporations. The new war on terror. Innocent until proven conservative. Tonight at 9, only on Blaze TV. Uh, you can join now at uh, blazetv.com slash Glenn. You can also find us on Blaze TV's YouTube channel. Edwin Black, tell me about Farhood and what it was. And is the Farhood was the Arab Nazi pogrom on June first and June second of nineteen forty one, and the reason I say Arab Nazis because these were actually Arabs who were Nazis. Some of them had even marched in the torchlight parades of Nuremberg, and wow. in nineteen forty one as part of an effort by the Nazis to get Iraqi oil, which was going to the British, uh, and to exploit the hatred of the Jews. The Mufti of Jerusalem fled uh, Jerusalem because there was a warrant for his arrest, and the British went into the Temple Mount, uh, and mm-hmm. he escaped dressed as, as, as a woman. He um, formed um, a, a fascist coup, with uh, several um, leading officers, and on a single day, uh, there was a riot all across Baghdad, and uh, women were raped in front of their uh, children, and uh, babies were cut in half and thrown into the river. Um, uh, Fathers were uh, beheaded. It was two days of violence, and it only stopped when finally uh, the British intervened, which they did not want to do because they wanted uh, to let the Arabs do what they wanted to, to do so that the oil would be undisturbed. And this was all led by the Mufti of Jerusalem as part of an effort against the Jews in Jewish Palestine. And after the Farhood, the Mufti went to Hitler, had a, had a, uh, uh, a private meeting, which, was, um, uh, w- which became very public because it was actually televised by the uh, Germans in a, in, on, their t- um, uh, on, their, mm-hmm. on their newsreels. And I, like many people, I have uh, a picture of the Mufti of Jerusalem in his meeting with Hitler. Yeah. And 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 it's on the cover of my book, The Farhood. And in this meeting, it was decided that Hitler would help annihilate the Jews of Jewish Palestine and declare a uh, Arab state. From that point, there were uh, three SS Waffen SS divisions created by the Arabs. Uh, and the Muslims, one was the Hanshar, uh, which was the largest one. I think it had 10,000 members. They fought in the trenches, and uh, the Mufti was placed on um, 
uh, on a salary and began broadcasting. And certainly um, this was not only memorialized, this Farhood, by the Nazis with an annual celebration, including Goebbels and uh, Himmler, but there were many other Farhoods throughout the Middle East. Ultimately, uh, in just after Israel was born, to answer your opening question, 850,000 Jews were summarily expelled from the Arab and Muslim world in a coordinated, publicly advertised, UN-debated catastrophe. All their land was seized. They were left, uh, they were expelled penniless with the earrings uh, pulled from their lobes, the bracelets mm. from their uh, wrists, and um, even the shawls, in some case, from their shoulders. They were left and sent where? They were sent to Israel in a massive this, airlift. This is Farhood, but it doesn't stop there. Wait to the next chapter. This is next. The Glenn Beck program. All right, let me tell you about Blinds.com. Memorial Day is coming. Bring your loved ones together. Honor those who made doing that possible. And no, it's not Dr. Fauci. Get your home ready for summer gatherings by taking advantage of Blinds.com's Memorial Day Super Sale. Get amazing deals on Memorial Day doorbusters, including Blinds.com's most popular outdoor shades, which will transform your backyard into an oasis. Their light filtering shades help block UV rays without obstructing your view. Plus, they're offering up to 45% off everything so you can upgrade any room. With over uh, 25 million blinds sold so far, Blinds.com is the number Number one online retailer of custom window treatments in the world. They were started by a family uh, in uh, in Houston, and they're still going at it. It's not going to last long. This is a opportunity. Shop for their lowest prices on Memorial Day doorbusters. Plus, get up to forty five percent off everything else. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's blinds.com. Go there now. Blinds.com. And don't forget to check out Blaze TV uh, at blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You get 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. Really, truly, honestly, one of my heroes is Edwin Black. Uh, he is the host of the Edwin Black Show. He is the author of IBM and the Holocaust and the author of The Far Hood. Um, it is International Far Hood Day, the Arab Nazi Alliance. Um, this is um, something that happens on uh, June 1st in recognition of the Far Hood. It was just uh, made an international day of remembrance by the United Nations. This is stuff that nobody, nobody teaches that the Middle East was riddled with Nazis and not the Nazis from Germany, per se. There were Arab Nazis everywhere. And after the war, uh, about 2000 escaped the uh, trials at Nuremberg and ended up there in the Middle East. And what they did after the war 
is astounding. And Edwin Black is here to tell us about it. Hi, Edwin. Hello again, and you are correct. About 2,000 leading Nazis from the concentration camps and the SS uh, managed to escape uh, by uh, the so-called rat lines, which were run by the, uh, um, the uncaught Nazis, by the Catholic Church, by the CIA, by the KGB. And what they did was, even though Hitler died, Hitler's um, uh, theories w- were kept alive by permeating them all over the Middle East. And these 2000 Nazis took up positions in the military, the intelligence, the indoctrination corps of the Arab countries and created the modern Middle East that we see today. I'm speaking of people like um, uh, like uh, Dr. Albert Heim, who was known as Dr. Death for uh, removing organs in the concentration camps without anesthesia. I'm speaking of Goebbels, uh, chief propagandist, Alfred uh, Zingler and Johann von Leers, um, people who uh, changed their name to Arab names and people who basically taught the Arabs not to just commit massacres, but to use the Eichmann method of identify of identification uh, 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 ex- expropriation and then expulsion, which is exactly what the Arab League coordinated when all of these con- all of these countries, in an action that was reported on the front page of the New York Times, in coordination, expelled 850,000 Jews to Israel, meaning that approximately half the Jewish families in Israel do not come from uh, uh, from Brooklyn or Los Angeles. They come from down the street and across the road uh, from these Arab con- from these Arab countries. Now these um, these Nazis who went in and constituted uh, the new Arab hierarchy, especially the military hierarchy, trained such people as Yasser Arafat who was uh, a nephew of the Mufti of Jerusalem. They helped create the PLO. I didn't know that. I didn't know he was a nephew of the Grand Mufti and trained by former uh, Nazis from concentration camps. Who who trained him? Uh, uh, Scorzani and... uh, and uh, many others. And so working between the KGB uh, and um, and these ex-Nazis who exfiltrated out on these rat lines, they're able to create these guerrilla tactics that the terrorists began to use, which were so um, um, uh, so successfully used by the partisans and the um, Nazis themselves. And of course, the uh, uh, the Russian uh, advanced operation groups. So all of this was created. You will notice that Hezbollah today, right now, has a Nazi salute. So when they get together, they make these Nazi salutes. And you will notice that when the Arabs are, um, when the Palestinians, excuse me, are going through the streets of London, they shout Hitler was right. And that is why you have all of these people believing in Adolf Hitler, idolizing Adolf Hitler, 
and uh, extolling the Hitler program. It's still alive. It's not only alive in Damascus. It's alive in Detroit. It's not only alive in Nuremberg. It's alive in New York City. And this is what we're seeing today. The entire Hitler program being extolled, being praised, um, or the theories being extolled and being uh, praised. And it's now starting to turn into the uh, identical type of street violence that we saw in 1932, 33, and 34 with the brown shirts. Edwin, you wrote The Far Hood, which has all of this information in it. You wrote this almost, what, a decade ago. A new version is coming out now, and it has, I don't even know, I think like 50 additional pages of all documents. Um, I mean, people would listen to this and you will, I mean, you already have, I'm sure, you will have tremendous heat coming down on you saying, uh, you know, for making the claim that the PLO and uh, Hezbollah and the the, uh, Palestinians are are rooted in Nazism. How no confident gonna, are no one's going to give me no one's going to give me heat. The Holocaust Museum uh, uh, tried to um, skip over this topic. Uh, there was a protest movement around the country that stopped. Uh, there have been books published on this other than my own, uh, The Far Hood. Um, and what's most interesting is that I was the one to resurrect this so-called forgotten pogrom. And on, uh, in 2015, on June 1st, I proclaimed International Farhood Day at, uh, at a United Nations session, which was broadcast live uh, ar- around the world in one of the uh, Security Council anterooms. And since then, International Farhood Day has been observed uh, around the world by Jewish communities. It's recognized by the Israeli Foreign Ministry. You could find it there. Just anyone could Google in, 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 in International Farhood Day. And um, it's important for us, for us to understand. And this is why I'm speaking on this topic tomorrow at the Edwin Black Show. Uh, that this farhood could happen again. This farhood can happen in our midst. It's being promoted. It's being tolerated. And every hour of every day, we see more outrages that we would formerly see once a week, once a month, three times a month. Now we see them by the hour. I can't even catalog the videos that are coming in about um, Palestinians going into Jewish neighborhoods in London, um, going into uh, Brooklyn, threatening Jews, uh, bullying Jews, uh, trying to scare Jews. And this is something that we need to confront because, yes, it's the Jews on Friday, but it's everybody in Saturday, but it's everybody else on Sunday. All right, Edwin, um, I've got I've only got a couple of minutes and I've got a couple of really important questions. Before I do that, the name of the book is The Farhood, F-A-R-H-U-D, The Farhood. Uh, the author is Edwin Black, who you're listening to. This is something everyone should read if you are if you at all are fuzzy at all or you don't understand how what's happening in the Middle East. This is about another Holocaust. This is actually about the last Holocaust just running into a new one. 
um, please pick up this book. Okay, last time we spoke, it was, I don't know, a few months ago. And we were going over, I think, the six stages of the Holocaust. And we had a lot of them uh, so far. Uh, but you, you were wise to counsel. That doesn't mean that, you know, we're, we're going to end up in the same place. It doesn't have to happen. And you were concerned at the time, but it, 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 it was uh, a real rational, uh, calm concern. Are you still there, Edwin, with everything that's going on in the world right now? Yes, I'm watching it. Uh, I have my own calendar. Uh, I and others are watching it. Uh, if I was concerned when we spoke a couple of months ago, I would say that uh, I'm very concerned now. There are factors that are rearing their ugly head. What was confined to outside the U.S. shores is no longer just coming to U.S. shores. It's on U.S. shores. And um, uh I think we have every reason to worry, and our, 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 our only way out is to learn the history so we can understand the future. Edwin, uh, is there anything that people like me, the average person listening, what can we do to, to stand up and show our support? What can we do to help our Jewish friends and neighbors? Our awareness is our single greatest weapon. Arm yourself with knowledge. Learn what you are seeing when you see it and, un- and understand that um, uh, history insists on repeating itself. You know, uh, the Jews were, um, uh, when, uh, uh, when people, uh, um, when the Jews were sent to slaughter, and uh, they didn't fight back, people said, how could you not fight back? And now the Jews are fighting back, especially in Israel against these Gaza rockets, and they say, how could you fight back? Uh, Throughout the Hitler regime, they said Jews out of Europe and into Palestine. Now they say Jews out of Palestine and to where? And I think we need to understand what's going on. We need to stop and take a deep breath and look around and stop tolerating even one more of, of these outrages where Palestinian mobs uh, assemble outside synagogues where they like to chase down and harass um, Jewish civilians, uh, especially those who look most vulnerable, such as in the Hasidic community, which is not me. And we need to understand if it's coming to the Jews, it's the Jews first and everybody else. Uh, I know. I know. Edwin Black, truly, you are a hero of mine. Thank you so much for talking to us and all of your life's work. I appreciate it. Author of IBM and the Holocaust and the Farhood, which now has a new edition out with more documents uh, enclosed. You need to know this. If you want to know which side you should be on in the Middle East, you must read the Farhood. Thank you so much, Edwin. Back in just a minute. I'm not going to tell you that you know buying into a timeshare is never the worst possible mistake you could possibly make, but I am telling you that most of the time it's pretty high up there as a bad decision. And and I'm not sticking you out. I mean, that's uh, I almost made that. I was on that decision tree, and thank God I'm married to a wonderful woman. Look, you made a bad decision. Pictures in the PowerPoint presentation were pretty. The 
quantity of rum and the Mai Tais didn't help things. And you were having a great time while you were out there. I've got some news for you. Timeshare termination team is not going to give you a Mai Tai. They're not going to talk you into anything. They're going to give you a money back exit guarantee. Unlike the other companies out there, Timeshare Termination Team has a dedicated team of in-house attorneys that works exclusively for the company, and this is all they do. They specialize in timeshare cancellation law. So call them now. 100% money-back guarantee, plus you'll get 20% off when you terminate your timeshare if you tell them that I sent you. So call them now. 888-GET-YOU-OUT. 888-GET-YOU-OUT. You can visit them also online at timeshareterminationteam.com. Get that 20% off by mentioning my name, timeshareterminationteam.com. Tonight on Glenn TV, January 6th was the moment the radical left patiently waited for. Most of the right denounced the Capitol riot and rallied against those responsible. But still, all conservatives are now being labeled threats to the very country they try so hard to preserve. The Republican Party is basically a domestic terrorist cell at this point. And they should be treated as such. The new war on terror, innocent until proven conservative. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. In an underreported story, the U.S. consulate in Jerusalem used to function as an unofficial embassy to the Palestinians distinct from the U.S. Embassy in Israel. Um, when we moved uh, the, the embassy to Jerusalem, um, we closed the consulate. It was just a way to keep everybody under one, one roof. Well, we have now opened, reopened the consulate because the Palestinians didn't like the embassy because the embassy said that uh, America was done with a two-state solution. And so they wouldn't go meet in the embassy. And now we are reopening the consulate for the Palestinians. Let me just, let me just tell you um, what you're dealing with. Hamas is a group that is a terror group. But more so, their, their charter says little things uh, like these, um, the Islamic resistance movement is one of the links in the chain of struggle against the Zionist invaders. Um, our goal is to have the uh, banner of Allah fly over every inch of Palestine. Moreover, if the links have been distant from each other, if obstacles placed by those who are the lackeys of Zionism in the way the fighters obstructed the continuation of the struggle, the Islamic resistance movement aspires to the realization of Allah's promise, no matter how long that should take. The day of judgment will not come about until Muslims fight the Jews. When the Jew will hide behind stones and trees and the stones and trees say, oh, Muslim, there is a Jew behind me. Come and kill him. Only the Garkad uh, tree, certain kind of tree over there, would not know what to do because it's one of the trees of the Jews. That's, that's Hamas. That's in their charter. You can't tell me that you want to support the Palestinians who are, are having Hamas fight their fight for them when that is their charter. Please share this with a friend. This is the Glenn Beck Program.